Section twenty one of Grotesques and Fantasies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Grotesques and Fantasies by Israel Zangwill. Flutterduck, Chapter four. Poor Flutterduck. Her cap blew off, her gown blew up and a whirlwind cleared the larder from tennyson the goose it was new year's eve in the ghetto where the evening and the morning are one day new year's eve is at its height at noon the muddy marketplaces roar and the joyous melody of squeezing humanity moves slowly through the crush of mongers pickpockets and beggars it was one of those festival occasions on which even those who have migrated from the ghetto gravitate back to purchase those dainties whereof the heathen have not the secret and to look again upon the old familiar scene there is a stir of goodwill and gaiety a reconciliation of old feuds in view of the solemn season of repentance and the washing down of enmities in rum at the point where the two main market streets met a gray-haired elderly woman stood and begged poor flutterduck her husband dead after a protracted illness that frittered away her savings her daughter lost her home a mattress in the corner of a strange family's garret her faded prettiness turned to ugliness her figure thin and wasted her yellow wrinkled face framed in a frowsy shawl her clothes tattered and flimsy flutterduck stood and snored but flutterduck did not do well her feather head was not equal to the demands of her profession she had selected what was ostensibly the coin of most vantage forgetting that though everybody in the market must pass her station they would already have been mulcted in the one street or the other but she held out her hand pertinaciously appealing to every passer-by of importance and throwing audible curses after those that ignored her the cold of the bleak autumn day and the apathy of the public chilled her to the bone the tears came into her eyes as she thought of all her misery and of the happy time only a couple of years ago when new year meant new dresses only a gray fringe the last vanity of pauperdom remained of all her fashionableness no more the plated chignon the silk gown the triple necklace the dazzling exterior that made her too proud to speak to admiring neighbors only hunger and cold and mockery and loneliness no plumes could she borrow now that she really needed them to cover her nakedness she who had reigned over a workroom who had owned a husband and a marriageable daughter who had commanded a maid servant who had driven in shilling cabs oh if she could only find her daughter that lost creature by whose wedding canopy she should have stood radiant the envy of montague street but this was not a thought of to-day it was at the bottom of all her thoughts always ever since that fatal night during the first year she was always on the lookout peering into every woman's face running after every young couple that looked like emmanuel and rachel but repeated disappointment dulled her she had no energy for anything except begging and yet the hope of finding rachel was the gleam of idealism that kept her soul alive the hours went by 
but the streams of motley pedestrians and the babble of vociferous vendors and chattering buyers did not slacken females were in the great majority housewives from far and near foraging for festival supplies in vain flutter duck wished them a good sealing it seemed as if her own festival would be as black and bitter as the feast of ab but she continued to hold out her bloodless hands towards three o'clock a fine english lady in a bonnet passed by carrying a leather bag grant me a halfpenny lady dear may you be written down for a good year the beautiful lady paused startled and then flutter duck's heart gave a great leap of joy the impossible had happened at last behind the veil shone the face of rachel a face of astonishment and horror rachel she shrieked tottering mother cried rachel catching her by the arm what are you doing here what has happened do not touch me sinful girl answered flutter duck shaking her off with a tragic passion that gave dignity to the grotesque figure now that rachel was there in the flesh the remembrance of her shame surged up drowning everything you have disgraced the mother who bore you and the father who gave you life the fine english lady her whole soul full of sudden remorse at the sight of her mother's incredible poverty shrank before the blazing eyes the passers-by imagined rachel had refused the beggar woman arms what have i done she faltered where is emmanuel emmanuel repeated rachel puzzled emmanuel lefkovitch that you ran away with mother are you mad i have never seen him i am married married gasped flutter duck ecstatically and then a new dread rose to her mind to a christian me marry a christian the idea flutter duck fell a sobbing on the fine lady's fur jacket and you never ran away with lefkovitch me take another woman's leavings well upon my word oh sobbed flutter duck oh if your father could only have lived to know the truth rachel's remorse became heart-rending is father dead she murmured with white lips and after a while she drew her mother out of the babble and giving her the bag to carry to save appearances she walked slowly towards liverpool street and took train with her for her pretty little cottage near epping forest rachel's story was as simple as her mother's after the showing up of emmanuel's duplicity home had no longer the least attraction for her her nascent love for the migratory husband changed to a loathing that embraced the whole ghetto in which such things were possible weary of flutter duck's follies indifferent to her father she had long meditated joining her west end girlfriend in the fur establishment in regent street but the blow precipitated matters she felt she could not remain a night more under her mother's roof and her father's clumsy comment was but salt on her wound her heart was hard against both month after month passed before her passionate sullen nature would let her dwell on the thought of their trouble and even then she felt that the motive of her flight was so plain that they would feel only remorse not anxiety they knew she could always earn her living just as she knew they could always earn theirs living in and going out but rarely and then in the fashionable districts she never met any drift from the ghetto and the busy life of the populous establishment soon effaced the old which faded to a forgotten dream 
one day the chief provincial traveler of the house saw her fell in love married her and took her about the country for six months he was coming back to her that very evening for the new year she had gone back to the ghetto that day to buy new year honey and softened by time and happiness rather hoped to stumble across her mother in the marketplace and so save the submission of a call she never dreamed of death and poverty she would not blame herself for her father's death he had always been consumptive but since death was come at last it was lucky she could offer her mother a home her husband would be delighted to find a companion for his wife during his country rounds and so you see mother everything is for the best flutter duck listened in a delicious daze what was everything then to end happily after all was she the shabby old starveling to be restored to comfort and fine clothes her brain seemed bursting with the thought of so much happiness as the train flew along past green grass and autumn-tinted foliage she strove to articulate a prayer of gratitude to heaven but she only mumbled mediani and lapsed into silence and then suddenly remembering she had started a prayer and must finish it she murmured again mediani when they came to the grand house with a front garden and were admitted by a surprised maid-servant infinitely nattier than any flutter duck had ever ruled over the poor creature was palsied with excess of bliss the fire was blazing merrily in the luxurious parlor could this haven of peace and pomp these armchairs those vases and that sideboard be really for her was she to spend her new year's night surrounded by love and luxury instead of huddling in the corner of a cold garret and as soon as rachel had got her mother installed in a wonderful easy chair she hastened with all the eagerness of maternal pride with all the enthusiasm of remorse to throw open the folding doors that led to her bedroom so as to give flutter duck the crowning surprise the secret titbit that she had reserved for the grand climax there's a fine boy she cried and as flutter duck caught sight of the little red face peeping out from the snowy draperies of the cradle a rapture too great to bear seemed almost to snap something within her foolish overwrought brain i have already a grandchild she shrieked with a great sob of ecstasy and running to the cradle side she fell on her knees and covered the little red face with frantic kisses repeating lewis love lewis love lewis love till the babe screamed and rachel had to tear the babbling creature away you may see her almost any day walking in the ghetto marketplace a meagre old figure with a sharp-featured face and a plated chignon she dresses richly in silk and her golden earrings are set with colored stones and her bonnet is of the latest fashion she lives near epping forest and almost always goes home to tea sometimes she stands still at the point where the two market streets meet extending vacantly a gloved hand but for the most part she wanders about the by-streets and alleys of whitechapel with an anxious countenance peering at every woman she meets and following every young couple if i could only find her she thinks yearningly nobody knows whom she is looking for but everybody knows she is only flutter duck end of flutter duck
and the end of grotesques and fantasies by israel zangwill